so when we were talking the other day, he was like, I really don't, you know, know. Good morning, Casties. Good morning. Nikki J. Team of Eve. Ow. First time I got me somebody <laughs> to come on here with me. How's but everybody feeling? This morning we were talking about re-entry and guys in, you know, uh, lockdown and how they care more about animals coming home and being <laughs> Yeah, because you were ready for society program and for I'm, animals that they got out with people like animals where they like basically counsel them and train them to be able to be productive members of society basically and give them back into the homes and you know be loving caring citizens you know dogs and, and then they also trade them to work with uh like different services yeah they like trade service dogs and shit like that. like that but my thing is why aren't we doing re-entry programs like that they got in the same sense programs for dogs and they do got for humans for humans like, like it's not easy for men to come out first of all we talking about people that went in here living crime they went to jail living the life of crime now you come out and they want you to be a productive member of society, yeah. but you never knew how to be a productive member of society. And we're coming from the aspect of black families and, you know, neighborhoods, but it's also in the white communities, too. It's just not as prevalent. Right. And then also we don't see everything that goes on. Everything is small view. So we take a bird's eye view on everything. We get to see everything and see how it is. This country is totally fucked up for everybody. Right, right. It's and just, you know, the minorities just have a more of a disadvantage because we're targets of that system. We make their system billions of dollars. Yeah. And I was thinking, talking about how we need a re-entry program for our males to come back into societies and our females to come back into society and how they could you know, um, go into a living facility with their family members, wife and child, if not wife and child, child, if the mother has time to, you know, because we still have to work and do stuff. The mother has time to come and be with the kid. That's fine, too. But I want people to um, be able to reconnect with the outside world. It's like, it's not easy out here for us that live a straight life. So for you to go from a crooked life to a straight life, shit, that's even harder. And, you know, I had an idea, which I was talking to my bestie about. (laughs) And we were talking about um, having a halfway home, as I said before, and having it so that you have counseling and classes that help you get back into society not just throw you back into society and say make your way you know we didn't do that when we locked you up we kept you locked up and took everything from you right right so you came back out with nothing right then you was institutionalized in a sense no matter how long you've been there just being in that institution of those other people it's kind of like almost like a a culture shock but it's not it is to a certain point you see all different types of people people has been locked up with different things you could think you the biggest the baddest person until you step foot in the jail like you really meeting the biggest and the baddest and you know you have to cope not only with the inmates you got these guards and these wardens that's crooked you know they got favorites they will you know treat you a certain way just because who you are or, or even who you associated with you know and and right in there they, they put you back they take you take everything from you give you a number you're a number yeah you are no, no longer name, a human you're a number 
They put you, they put you in this suit, take you out, put you out in the yard. After that, they release you out in the street with nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't help you with no counseling, no resources. You know, trying to follow up to see how your mental is doing after this. Because for anybody that gotta fuck up your mental, I don't give a fuck if it's overnight. Especially when you in what is that? confinement yeah or if you like yeah solitary, solitary confinement with the word i was trying you to get out in a black robe i mean i really don't know how it is to be honest that's what i think it is i figure it is like no just, but it, you are you're locked in a cell by yourself for months they say you get 123 days that ain't making it your, no better you only left with your thoughts Tell me exactly how much time I got in this motherfucker. Don't be telling me days. Like, I ain't counting the days. But that's a real mental touch. I'm counting months. I grew up counting months. I went to school. How many like, months? You know, you know what time it is, what day it is, nothing. They slide nasty-ass food to you if they even give you anything to eat. When they see us, it's like one of the best um, visions of being in solitary confinement. When, when Corey was in that, uh, kept going into... Um, Cause uh, uh, solitary confinement to keep from being raped and yeah. beat on, and like the guards was in on it. Like all you gotta do is be nice to the guards, do what they want. They fucking let you do what you want. The inmates run the prisons, not anybody else. And it is, it's it's sad because people get so caught up in their way of living. Like my husband had told me one time that. Um, it's easy to make a way in there and become somebody. But when you come into society, you're not that person anymore. You're not the man. You know, when you was in there... You got to refine your way in the whole world. And they sell... They have drugs in there. They sell drugs in there. The fuck, don't forget the manual rate labor that these fucking prison systems make these people work these jobs and pay them nothing. Meanwhile, it costs... I forgot how much they say. It's like 1500 to $2,000 a day that people... Fifteen hundred a day for every inmate. That's a lot of prisoners. So why is we in debt? There is no such thing as debt, girl. It's just a system to keep us suppressed. Yep. Because, you know, the real dollar is in trade and exchange. It's not in money. And, um, mind you, these are kind. I, thoughts that we have, you know, this is my it's thoughts. Red, These are her thoughts. So my podcast is always about what I'm thinking about. It, you know, it's very controversial at times, but sometimes I don't have a set, you know, president of what I'm talking about. I go from one comment or thought to the next comment or thought. This is probably... But it's like you just said with the trading thing. That's prime example with sex trafficking. They're not really in it for the money. They're in it for the fucking nasty shit of sex, sex trafficking. Right. You know, that's what trafficking, like trading and stuff is where the power is. And, you know, that's a whole other topic. That's something you get on at another time. But back to the prison stuff, you know, just even like the treatment of people inside the prison. Like, you know... They not protected at all whatsoever. Nope. That's why people join gangs and different affiliate with different people while they're in there. Get there is no protection in there. protection because the people that's there, the guard, they don't fucking do their job. They just be there just to collect the check. And not saying there's not no good guards over there, but the bad overpowers the good in the prison system. There's more bad prison workers than good. Look at how they feed people. They fucking lock you up and feed you slop. 
people go days without eating when they're in prison because look what they're giving you. They're not even giving you no type of nourishment to even have your mind even thinking right enough to even come out and be productive. It's and we about. as people, we need to start caring about each other. Like, we can't look at him like, oh, he was locked up. When he comes back into society, guess who that locked up person is going to be around? You and your family. And you forget that they had families, too. They had a life before they got locked up. You know, whatever led them into that, you know, place. Everybody had their different reasons. But everybody had some sense of life before they got locked up. So they have to come back out and have to restart that over. It's tough because those people that so-called would be there, say they would be, would be there for you, they're not going to be there for you. At the end of the day, you only have yourself. Yep. And you have to realize that. I don't care who you do have, but at the end of the day, you do have yourself. You have to get your own mind right. You know, we are not doing enough for each other. You know, we keep talking about, and I say we, I'm talking about the people in mass majority because I've heard a lot of people asking for martial law lately. I have um, on my social media. And, you know, it sounds good in theory. But when you're actually like, you really that, like, under martial law, you can't do shit. on this country. Imagine when it's martial law. Can't do shit. You gotta you know, be in the house by go. nine o'clock. Look how all they treat that. people now. Look how like different instances with um people that's in charge of things like you know cops and different politicians. Look how they treat people now. So imagine how it's gonna be then. There's gonna shit. be no rules for them. The they politicians the kill Epstein. They gonna be able to do what the fuck they wanna do because he had the information to snitch on a lot of people. Y'all favorite. Barack Obama. Yo, and that was crazy though, because I had just watched the interview from him. Like I swear, a week later he went missing, was dead. Like before he let out those secrets, he let out all them secrets, or said he was about to let out a bunch of secrets in the interview. Because I didn't see the interview, and I don't want to speak blindly, but he said he was going to let out a lot of secrets and ended up dead. Is that what happened? Because you saw the interview. He said he he let out secrets, so he was going to let them out. No, he was talking about how, you know, the different corruption and the different people that you can't see. Like these families that they keep talking about, like these, these rich families, these powerful people that's in place with this new world order and different things that they want to put in place. He was mainly talking about the FDA and the, the um, drugs and the opiates now, like of how they allow this to happen. And now they want to try to get control of it. But when they, but when the original person that was originally in charge with it, tried to put in control with it, there were so many people in play to stop him from doing what he wanted to do because it was making so much money. So now it got out of control and y'all can't handle it. And now people are resorting to other things because they can't get it as easily as they used to. Now y'all trying to figure out how we can solve the problem. Because but it must have the problem. Hit, it must have hit their home. Somebody in the big wigs home. Because that's the only time shit changed. You ever notice that? Somebody kid gets on drugs or something like that. How you doing? Have a blessed day. Thank you. You know, somebody's wife gets raped or some shit like that. Then they want to... Because, you know, these mayors and these uh, judges, their kids be shit. Shit for brains. For instance, if you want a good look at the wealthy lives of children in small communities or small towns, if you will, watch 13 Reasons Why. That's a great show that shows you what goes on in those wealthy communities. These people put their kids in these schools. These kids come home. Sometimes they don't go away to schools. They stay home. 
and they don't get paid no attention. They're raised by nannies that go home at a certain time. So, you know, you got a whole shelf full of liquor. They drink. You might, they might have found your secret stash some one time looking for something or seen you putting it somewhere. Now they know where your, your coke at. So now they're doing coke and all this old other stuff that, that was introduced to them. That you may not have handed it to them. Oh, my God. But the fact that they seen it is something that influenced them. Right. And now it's at their exposure. You don't know that they're on drugs until they're heavy on drugs. Because Cause it started off somewhere, it don't just get heavy, like and this uh opioid situation it didn't come from the black community because let me tell you this, we've been dealing with this since the thirties. We do crack and cocaine and you know, all the other stuff. No, but heroin but is now sitting the in the community. It's becoming a thing for us now because there's so many people on these pain meds and all these different things but wait i was watching the news the other day now that they trying to help everybody with the heroin crisis now motherfuckers resorting to crystal meth again now that's starting to become a thing again so it's like and you know what's crazy i went away in 2001 not to cut you off when you said something about the meth that made me think i had never knew experienced been around or even heard of crystal meth until i went to california okay and my uncle went up there uh, my uncle lived in like um, the country part of South Car- uh, California, right? So I mean, his brother, and they have like a lot of land. So his brother lived in the trailer in the back of the land. Going his house is a house full of meth heads. Now I don't know what fucking crystal meth is. I'm thinking they all crackheads. Yeah. And my uncle like, no, he do meth. They and I'm that's some other shit. It's some other shit. Listen, when when I lived out there, right? You didn't hear ambulances and uh, planes and stuff until a meth lab blew up. That's how you knew a meth lab blew up. Because you would hear helicopters and you would hear ambulance and cops. You did not hear none of that shit unless a meth. You wouldn't hear the explosion though. But you would hear the people going to, because oh we was close to mountain ranges and yeah. shit like that. So you would hear the cops going to the mountains and or in the hills, if you will. Because when you go to California, it's different from living. I mean, and I don't know if some of you people on my cast um, live in California or whatever. It's a different world. If you know the difference between Philadelphia and California they're two different places like we had to go hours to get to the hills where I lived in California you know it's 20 minutes away from me so I would see the things that people in the counties of Philly might see further out in the hills you know what I mean so I saw a lot of meth like not per se blow up in my face or nothing but you know like I said you don't hear the cops and when you start hearing the cops you might hear them twice a month once a month yeah. you might go a couple of months without hearing nothing then you hear something you're like oh shit a muff lab then blew up like that's the joke in Cali and not in Philly we not used to that shit oh shit they done found somebody's stash they know where the house at like it was a whole different world out there. That shit was crazy. Like, it was crazy. But these drugs got people fucked up. Got cops fucked up. 
You seen any? You seen some of them posts on Facebook where the where the um, cops is nodding off of heroin mm-hmm. and shit? Like it's bad out here, and the corruption, the the jail system. Can I see? The jail system has a lot to do with it. I was just about to, to get it. to that. That's just like the prison you got people system. to come out of jail addicted. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like you think you in an environment where that shit's supposed to be taken from you. You supposed to be detoxing. So I want a home that these people could come from and really be taken care of. Like, you know, they do that shit overseas. And our, and our, um, I saw a documentary about um, the Middle East. And when they had, uh, when uh, Barack Obama had shut down, uh, what the fuck was that? That uh, prison he shut down over in Cuba, Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, Guantanamo Bay. When he shut down Guantanamo Bay, and all of those people that were supposed to have something to do with 9/11 and this and all of that, all of these criminals from overseas, Middle East. I was in Cuba. Uh, where they were whole, they had cars waiting for them. They had a house a job they were introduced back into society and the united states had so much to say about it and the middle east was like i can't remember exactly what country it was but it was in the middle east saudi arabia one somewhere over there and the ball and their government was like hold up do what y'all do with y'all people but they're people so what they got into a bad situation we're not going to keep them there we're going to help them conform to society they have families they have wives, they have mothers, they have fathers, brothers and sisters. Like, these are people. They're they deserve their chance. They deserve their chance. And if we don't give it to them, how will they get it? And that was like, and decent it don't cost to me. Nothing to get. It costs nothing. Me and my husband said yesterday, well, me and my son's father, because <clears throat> right now I don't know what's going on with my marriage. First time I said it out loud in public, but fuck it. What is real? It's a free it's forum. Life. It's a free forum. This is my platform. Um, <laughs> how people act like it costs so much to be nice. And all it takes is one kind thing. Just doing one kind thing a day. I try at least do one good deed a day. What good deed? At least. Something nice. My you son know, said to me one day, we're right there on the street, and I like, slow down and I roll my window down and I tell the lady at the light because we crossing a red light I'm like your gas uh, can't open or whatever and he was like mom why you do that that was nice you didn't have to I said no it costs it costs nothing to be nice but if that lady lose her gas cat and I saw it I'm just as yeah. much of a problem as the person that's just that like somebody watching somebody dropping their whole wallet and you gonna pick it up and keep it after you've seen them do it like how do you be there on your conscience like because what if it was you? So that's how I feel about this this country right now and what we're going through and the crisis that we're having with people. You know, like, I'm trying to figure out how I can be a help and not a hinder. Because we could talk about this shit all day. But yeah. it's the action that matters, you know. And I really feel like we, as a, a human race need to step up and do more for each other. Like, I really do. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what you have. You know, that even the the ones with the money should be the ones doing the most Mm -hmm. right now to help people. 
I have a certain soft spot in my heart right now for the black community. So I feel as though, you know, the five alarm fire is in that community and that's where it needs to be put out. But my heart goes out to us all as a community. The whites, because my my girlfriend made a very valid comment to me. One day I told her I wanted to open a rehab. I wanted to help the people in our community because we're really good people. We both have been in medicine for a long time and I feel as though, you know, we both have the communicational skills to help people through things. And um, your community is only as strong as you are. You know what I mean? So our community is weak. We are our people is weak. You know what I mean? So that's why we go through so much and we have nobody to help us. Because the community is weak. You don't have a stronger person next door to you say, pull your pants up, girl, get yourself together. Your slip is showing. You know? And when you don't have that, you kind of build the me, 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 I, 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 I. We are all selfish out here right now. And this is a time to be selfless. And that's why I had said something to you about the rehab. And I just wanted to, I per, and I still preferably want to be able to go out and take black people off the street and put them in my rehab and help them get themselves together. But I'm not opposed to helping the white community. But I want to help the black community first. Because one thing that I did hear a long time ago, probably like five years ago, this white guy came on Facebook and he was like, you know, Y'all can be mad at us all y'all want, black people. But what we do do is take care of each other. We don't go get money and then, you know, leave. Like, even when these people go get money, when they retire, they retire in the neighborhoods that they grew yeah, up in. we the in. only ones who we give don't, all our money to everybody else. Right. And he said, that's why y'all community is messed up. He said, y'all can't blame that on the white people. And he was right. He was right. I just told my, adult, my son father yesterday... I want to start banking black. I'm going to have to start on the internet, but it started somewhere. that We have about five black banks. I want to start doing... I want to start doing my information and all of that, but I would like to be able to walk in the bank so I can talk to somebody about the things that I've been going through. And maybe they can talk back to me and help me. You know what I mean? So that was more so my hindrance to um, banking blank, black as of right now. Mm. But I want our money to start going back where it belongs, in our communities. And until we start putting money into our communities and doing for ourselves, I want a freaking town watch. But I want a town watch with guns. Because you can't fight fire without any type of deterrent. You know what I mean? And that's the deterrent. I want to cause ruckus. And the only way you want to slow ruckus down is to cause ruckus. But at the same time, these people that have these guns have to be people that care about these people. Not, oh, that's my nephew and I care. No, that's my black brother. I just don't want to see him make a mistake. I can't walk up to a person with a knife and they got a gun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm not, I'm not trying to fight fire with fire. I'm trying to be the fire extinguisher. I'm trying to put the fire out. That's the problem we've been having. We want to fight something with something. Why not put it out 
so that we don't create or spread no more fire. So that we stop the fire. So that we repair everything that the fire burnt down. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, I don't, I'm tired of, I used to be that I want to fight fire with fire, but what are you doing but creating more fire and damage? I am the open. extinguisher. I want it to stop here so that it doesn't spread any further. Yeah. That um, movie, Us, had a very, very deep meaning at the end. Yeah, people say it was corny and this and that because you didn't really watch it and get the meaning. You didn't like, understand some it. Just look at stuff on the surface. They don't use their minds to think, like, in between boxing. Um, was it? You Jordan always Pill. have two he selves. He always had, you know, do stuff that make you. You always think. have two selves. And that's what that movie was about. Your second self. And at the end, when they was holding hands across. You see how it was going through water and everything. It was like they was holding hands across the yeah, world. Yeah, it was determined. The That's and it took that one person, like because she seen both parts of the world, so she knew still. So it took for her to basically be the person that lead these people. Like there is more than in this closed-in space. There's a whole world out there, and there's people living the lives that we could live. We are looking. We were. We are right now. We are the people that lived under the fucking under the world. We want to hurt people because we've been held back and we've been, you know, tormented and we've been kept underground. The vibrational frequency is messed up. Let's find ourselves. That's what I want to do. This is why we have so many much problems with each other because most of the time, you have a problem with yourself. People don't be all the way together, like in their everyday communication, how they communicate with everybody. I'm going to keep saying this. You know, and people, you know, always blame everybody else for the things they do, the things they say, you know, but sometimes you do have to take a step back and, you know, realize what do I need to improve with myself or how do I need to grow where none of this shit even will fucking matter. Nobody will be able to control your emotions. That's the problem. We live in a society, everybody's emotions is controlled and you're not supposed to live off emotions. At all, you're supposed to think. We are emotional country right now. You're not supposed and they to move keep you off like emotions because they have these different views and opinions and all this other shit. But if your whole spiritual is right, none of that shit will fucking matter, and people will follow suit because they see brightness. They'll I've see the aura. They'll see that. You know. Remember, I kept saying, and I'm going to keep saying, Michael Jackson wrote the blueprint for us. Man in the mirror. They don't care about us. The world song, the earth song. Yeah, like people don't really be listening to stuff. No. Scream. Listen to Scream. Actually sit there like, and listen to Scream. You can look up the lyrics to any song, even if you can't catch it in the song. Because sometimes you do got to look up lyrics to actually see what they're saying. Because people be getting all wrapped up in the beat. They don't fucking listen to they're the actual words. black and white. Black and white. Yeah, people all, uh, 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 uh. yeah, yeah. That's all you saw. Oh, you didn't see that. That's like what they said in that song, This is America. Like how, like, basically everybody, if you take and listen to that song, even though he a whole nother, I don't know about him necessarily, but. Remember the time. Was the only, only video. You could say what you want about Michael Jackson. Remember the time. Listen. Remember the time. True fact is the only video to today's time had an all black cast. All black people worked on that video. 
everybody that was black did that video. That video was a great video. He was like a really to this day. That's the really only black artist. video that we have that had no white hands put on it. No white faces. Do you remember the time? <laughs> Michael Jackson was a person that knew who he was. And he was fragile. And he felt his safest around children. And they made that man out to be a monster. He told y'all in your face. Tupac told y'all in your face. Who y'all gonna listen to? Y'all keep listening to we as a people. Keep listening to the wrong messages. We keep looking at the wrong shit. Televised. And, like, and like, I'm not even, we're not even talking about the subliminal message. Televised. We're talking about the messages that's in your face, smack dab, that people really ignore. Like, all they do is see everything on the surface. Nobody wants to think anymore because now society made it so easy to have a cell phone, a tablet, an iWatch, whatever. Everything is on hand. Nobody thinks for themselves no more. They go about what they see the next person doing. Tell. Listen to this. I'm going to break down these two words. I'm going to break down television. Tell, I tell you your vision, okay? I tell you what you see. I tell you what to think. I tell you what to do. I tell you who to be. I tell you how to feel. I tell you where to go. I tell you who your enemy is. I tell you to hate yourself. And you do you what it. what to wear, what to do, what kind of life you should have. I tell it all. And you listen. And we put our babies in front of it. And this is what they, you know, they pick up on every little thing. Music. No matter what you're doing, like, they pick up on every, all this entertainment. Like, I used to think my mom was crazy when she was younger. Like, she's so churchy. She used to hate, because she used to throw out my fucking CDs sometimes and tapes. I used to be so pissed. I don't want you to listen to that fucking double music, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, man, you crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with this music. I just like it because I like music. I'm just thinking, like, I like the music. Like, I'm not really, like, you know, but music shapes your behaviors. Not for everybody, but yes, you listen to that gangster part. shit all the time. Yeah, you fucking think you're a fucking gangster. It shapes shit. culture. But it shapes your culture. But it's the other thing about music, the vibration. I was talking to my boss the other day, and we were talking about that. And I was saying that, you know, the government has a lot to do with what's going on with the way this mind frame is, and you know, with this music. And he was like, you know what? That's music throughout time has always shaped culture. This is a white man talking to me. You know what I mean? Like, I have very, very fluent conversations with adult white people in my circle or who I'm around or, you know, because I want them to know from a black person what black people go through on an everyday basis, okay? Now, my car is banged up. I done been through some shit lately. When I first got my car, I had a sob, okay? I was profiled twice. Once in Germantown, PA, and the second time in Violet Kenwood, PA. Okay? I was profiled because I was a black woman with a black man and a black child and a sob. Not even the 2000, because they stopped making Saab in 2011. So you can't get a newer Saab than the 2011, because I've been Googling it, because I want another Saab. I oh, like really? that card, yeah. And so my Saab is a 2006. Yeah, Saab is like foreign, foreign. Okay? 
I was profiled twice since I had my car. The other times was legitimate. I ain't going to go that hard on the cop. Once, it was a white man. <laughs> yeah. And the second what time, they it was a, a black man. Okay? <laughs> and you know what the black man said to me the last time I got profiled? The first time, he, was, he said some bullshit. You know how they tell you you was... You didn't stop at a stop sign or some goofy shit, then they give you a warning. If I didn't stop at a stop sign, you shouldn't give me a warning. You should give me a fucking ticket. Yeah. I didn't stop at the stop sign and follow the laws. You just want no, something to do. You just want something to do. Is that a queen bee? No. Like a bee doors or Bee doors. Not some of us right now. But the second one said it could have been a stolen car. How could it have been a stolen car? Number one, I still had my ticket on the, the sticker on the back. From when you get your new car in Philly, mm. you know, they have the date. The registration. The registration. The temporary registration. Whatever sticker in the back of your window or whatnot. I still had that in my window. And he said it could have been stolen. Did you get a report of, uh, I don't know what color my car is. Some days it look greenish, tan, tan. It's like a champagne. It's like a champagne. And that's what I'm, like, did you get that over the radio? nine point whatever nine point three i forgot where my car is right now stay home but no you stopped me just to stop me to make sure all i had all my information right i had my license and all of that no i don't understand officer yeah like what is why is my car possibly stolen yeah, let's talk about that. Right. <laughs> no. And I'm a woman. Like, Shit, they used to pull me over in my motherfucking, uh, the car I had before that. My little green car. Yeah, I forgot. My suit. Uh, what the fuck was that? Was no. no. Mr. Bishi. My little Mr. Bishi. They used to pull, the, they pulled me over one day in that shit. And asked me some of the weirdest questions. <laughs> like, because it was in my friend brother name at the time because he helped me story. get the car or whatever <laughs> and then um i'm like it's in my friend's name but it's my car whatever 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 and i'm like standing there and the cop's like so what kind of friends are you are you i like screwing like first of all we don't say screw i'm older than that i mean i'm too young for that word and my mom talks to me like that and number two why the fuck does it matter if i'm fucking him or not yeah that has nothing to do with if all my information and all the information in the car is right. And then they told me that, you know, we should watch out for our boyfriends because our boyfriends be into drugs and this and this and that. And they oh, be I have getting like us they in trouble too. and, you know, watch just watch who you're around as most. Yeah. This man is older than me that I have my car's name in. He's not even in that type of stuff. Y'all don't know anything. Y'all don't know anything. You're just assuming because I'm black that anybody that I deal with is a fucking drug dealer. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's crazy out here. <laughs> Yo, I remember one time we had one of my ex-boyfriends or whatever. We just in the car riding the rail. <laughs> and... The cops just pulled us over or whatever. They pulled him out the car, checked license and registration or whatever. Then they asking me, has he, is this your boyfriend? And I was just like, yeah. He's like, well, where are y'all going? I'm like, 
I'm going home. Like, I, do you live around here? Yes, I live around here. Has he ever been locked up? I'm like, I don't know. Not that I know of. You know, I really don't know what the fuck is it. Because sometimes you do feel a little intimidating coming in front of them. Because, like, it be like, they be thinking you lying and you really don't be. Right. Like, Everybody's <laughs> a drug dealer. Yeah, like, so they was like, yeah, you can tell me the truth. Has he ever been locked up? I'm like, look, listen. You're checking his license and his registration on this stuff now. Like, I'm like, Social, like, I already told you not that I know of. So then they come back like, yes, he's been locked up once over. <laughs> I'm like, well, I didn't. What are you asking me for? So they let him. I, they gave him. A, they let him go. Basically, they couldn't find nothing. That's all they found. He spent like overnight in jail before he got locked up like one night. It wasn't nothing significant. Like, but y'all assumed that are you sure and all this other stuff. So, like, you can tell me the truth. <laughs> so, back to the criminal system. Like, I really just came on here to just speak my thoughts. And we were talking, and I asked her to be my co-host today. And just to give you a broad understanding, we were all over the place. But we were just talking about the criminal system and how they don't care about us black people. I can't talk about the white aspect of the judicial system. Yeah, because it's like they don't, they don't I'm not see our even, point. We can't see theirs. I don't we even two want this to be a racist thing. I don't so want this just, to be. You know, uh, it's just as a people, like, you know, you know, they broke with us. They own the different classes and cultures and all that, that people don't want to be people. Like, everybody want to be, I'm this or I'm that, you know. And we were just, randomly thinking, you know, we just had. Coexisting with one another. So this is a random conversation but it has some substance if you listen you know we've even had our experiences together remember when we was walking home to my house that night and the cops pulled us over walking and shit we looked underage yeah mind you how old was i probably how old was we probably this age to be like at least mid-20s yeah we was like 25 like i we don't look that young we I was like 26. Maybe I was like 26, 27. Yeah, it wasn't like, we wasn't no young 20s. Right, like we definitely wasn't young 20s. And I give him my information, right? He asked me, was it my sister's name and social? <laughs> I don't know my sister's social. And if we have I ever been locked up, we got... So about then they say I say they had a warrant or something. Yeah, you like, had a warrant. They got no fucking. I'm like I don't have no warrant. If I they, they had her all scared they all that night because I know it would have known if I had a warrant out for my fucking arrest. First of all, this is the shit they do to you, and this was two black guys. And did they all let us go? Y'all just want to. They fuck just with let you us go. Fuck with us. Just fucking with us. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. Me and my sister, my younger sister, had the same first. What is it? Five numbers in our social. I couldn't tell you her last four. And we got the same first five. What's the first five? I'm not going to fucking tell you that shit, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Let me fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying. You know what I mean? But I couldn't even tell you her last. So for me to even try to give you and my oldest sister, I don't even know what the fuck her social looks like. Okay. No, this is me. This is who I am. I hold accountability for everything I do. Y'all heard me hold my accountability on here. Shit, that's who I am. I'm unapologetically me. Like, I don't got time for all that shit. 
I know I'm well above age to be the fuck outside at this time, and Wait, I'm going to fuck around the corner to my house. Me and my bed, we went to the fucking 7-Eleven one night. We ain't drive around. It was just like three blocks away. We decided to walk. It was like maybe 10 to 11 o'clock at night. You like 11-something. And we walk in there. There was always cops, always a cop car at the fucking 7-Eleven. They live at fucking 7-Eleven drinking coffee and donuts, whatever the fuck they be doing. Fucking with people. So we go in there, everything fine, we get our stuff, we leave out. We get down to the next corner. All of a sudden the cop pull up on us and they start asking him questions, ask him for his ID, then go in the computer, talk about some they had a warrant out for somebody for murder, attempted murder, and he fit the description. So you done let us walk in there, go in the go in this fucking 7-Eleven, get our shit. We was in there for like at least 10-15 minutes. All in your face. And then you just purposely wait till we get to the next fucking quarter, try to speed up orders, and fucking just ask us that shit. And I'm like, fucking like, oh my god, what's going on? Like I'm like all scared because I'm like, they try to say act like this is him. So they show yo. After it, we end up all having a laugh though, because when I looked at the fucking mugshot, it really looked like it really could have been him. Like that was the fucking crazy part. Like it would look like him if he was on drugs or something. Like all fucked up looking. And, like, they apologized, whatever the case was. But it was just the bullshit. Like, <laughs> right. so, the way the system is set up, the way the system is set up, it is set up for us to fail or look like criminals or even be criminals, depending like, on the situation. <laughs> like, you always got arrested for murder and shit. Something murder. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what if they still decide, oh, we gonna put you in there anyway, just cause you fit the description and shit? Like, right? <laughs> we gotta go and get a, get you on the lineup. What if they just felt like that? That yeah. Night? Like, these were just two. I'm in honest my mind, like, don't lock my baby up. Right. These are just two honest guys, but you don't. Everybody's not honest out here. So it's just, it's it's crazy, and I, in this saying, um. I just want to help. Even if I open up conversations about shit, people randomly start thinking and talking, and maybe from talk we can have some kind of action or something. But, like, I'm tired of going to fake-ass things or people have this gathering, talk all of this, 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 that, and if there's no action, let's, let's, let's put action together, like, you know? I don't know. I just, I want to help somebody, somehow. So, you guys have a good day. Um, hope you enjoyed our conversation. And you can always reach me on my Instagram, on my Facebook, J underscore 82. And I think it's my whole name, Nicole Johnson on Facebook. Peace and love. Blessings to all. Have a great day. Follow Bye. me, Team of Eve. Nikki J. Out.